All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Just after 3 o'clock, it's game day. Yes, the orders are still in the NHL. Uh, after a three-day break, they will resume their season. Not a great October, but ended well. Now they'll try to start a good month of October tonight against the Dallas Stars, who were victorious last night in Calgary 4-3. to Jake Ottinger stopping 4-3 of 46, but he won't be in between the pipes. He'll get the night off. Uh, Scott Wedgwood will be the goalie for the Dallas Stars. Doesn't look like any other uh, roster moves for them. Fax is hurt, and they've been going with the same 6-D all year long. The uh, Gregor Show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Uh, get in the game. Have some fun. Play Alberta.ca, NBA, NFL, NHL. Hey, you can do the parlay of all of them. That's what we'll do. We can do our picks a little bit later on. A little bit of fun. Mix it up. Check it out at PlayAlberta.ca. And uh, now we welcome in to the program our regular Monday and uh, Thursday co-host, of course, uh, former NHLer. He's a first-round overall pick. Uh, he's now in Shorzy. They've announced season three. Filming will start. Uh, very soon for that. But uh, TR joins us today rattled. He's absolutely rattled. I was asking the listeners, like, name some things that you're like, God, this would be the worst thing to have happen. Many were saying dental work, right? Uh, unscheduled dental work. Uh, a few said uh, proctology exams, which, uh, you know, I guess. Um, we had a few others that, hey, have my car broken into is one. My house uh, broken into is pretty close. But um, nobody said what happened to UTR. Um, so was your wallet stolen, your credit cards? What happened? Oh, God. Credit. Well, yeah, credit cards. There, there's layers to it. So I just went down to park. I was trying to park, and there's an app in uh, St. John's Park and Pay. And, you know, I think it's all over. In a lot of places. Anyway, I, I just I, I googled park and pay. What do I have to do here? So I, I, it came up. You know, enter your card information, 
But I guess I glanced and like a pop-up came up as I was doing it. So, and the pop-up was the same color, green and everything. So I just filled it out and gave my credit card. And it comes up, it says, okay, you've been charged $1.49. And to Media Link, it was called L-Y-N-K. I could barely even find it when I went to Google it. So anyway, what I did was sign up for this thing. And unless you cancel your subscription, it keeps going like Netflix, like anything. Right. Mm-hmm. So I I'm trying to do it. I can't even find it on Google. And I'm, I'm trying to cancel the subscription that I accidentally bought. And I can't. So then I call in to the credit card company. I'm having them look at it and they. They can't figure it out and they can't do much. And there's a lot lost in translation. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out. I go up to my bank and I explain it to them. And they said, well, you're going to have to get a hold of the credit card company. I called the credit card company back 10 times. But there was, you know, it's I, I get it. People need work. It, it's it's somewhere overseas. And, and they couldn't quite understand. There was different accents coming back. But I was trying to explain that, you know, I just want to I stop. I, I don't want to subscribe for this. So I want to end the subscription. So anyway, and the worst was I did it twice on both credit cards because it looked like it doesn't go through. It's almost a scam. But anyway, whatever media link is, I, I, I can't figure it out. So now as I'm trying to figure out the problem, okay, and I phone in the media link themselves, and it's really, really hard to cancel. I finally figure out where it is online, and it's hard to cancel the subscription. But as I'm looking at it and I call back to both companies – and what I figure out is that not only did I accidentally subscribe, and it's hard to unsubscribe, but now I'm looking at the transactions on my cards. I've never really gone back and dissected it too much in the last couple of years. So now I see that there's other things. Like let's just say I wanted to watch a movie I was in eight months ago, and I signed up for this VPN thing. I don't even know what VPN means. I don't see it. It was a United States movie, and I guess I wanted to see it in Canada. I had to get it. VPN. I have no idea what it stands for. And I'd done the same thing. I'd signed up for that, and that had kept going. And inadvertently, I, I was still paying on that twenty one ninety nine a month. I had no idea. And then I look at the other card. I did the same thing two years ago. So now I've got all these, like, my head is going crazy. And Shorzy is at the same time asking me for my notice of assessment so I can start getting paid by them. Okay. I'm freaking out, but I need, I'm like, okay, let me at least take care of Shorzy first and I'll get back to this. So I'm going on trying to find it on the government and I, I type in three passwords and they don't work. I'm like, I thought, I really thought this was it. I'm trying to get into CRA and my government. And now they lock me out three times. Not only is it a strike, but you're locked out. So I had to call back. It took me like an hour and a half. And they're sending it to me. And they said it'll be there in 15 business days. I'm like, what is this? 1750? What are you talking about? 15 business days. Where are we here? Like, why don't you just put it in a carrier pigeon? Like, what? It's 2023. It's CRA. I need this to get paid. 15 business days. What? <laughs> really? So... And as I'm doing that, I got credit unions calling me back, TD Bank are calling me back about the cards that I'm using. And not only have I been inadvertently paid, that I got to pay for that stuff. It was, an, it was a mess up on my part, but I got to pay for it. But there's also been all kinds of charges that aren't me. So I, I figured, I mean, I guess it's nice that I figured out my credit cards were Dude, you might have to charged. check your you might want to check your bank statement once a month, eh? Jeez. You just roll well, the I just never, money. I trust you don't even it all. Look at it. 
<laughs> I trust it all. I just trust it. So now I get both cards canceled, oh. right? And I just paid on them to anyway. It, it's just, and, I, and I'm leaving. So like, I got tomorrow's Friday, and then I leave on Monday. So I got a lot to figure out now in the next few days. That just, I, all I did was try to park. It was like eighty-eight cents, and I'm just like, you know, I've learned my lesson before: running in, running out. And the guy's going to come along and give me a ticket, and I don't want any more of those. Anyway. It's a tough day, man. It's a tough day. So the moral of the story is uh, be careful what you download onto your phone, read the fine yeah. print, and check your monthly visa bill to ensure you know what all the payments are. Yeah, right? Like I'm, right. I'm very restricted on what I, I don't sign up for anything. Um, and so yeah. I hate monthly payments. Um I, I had a goal, then you know what? Uh, no car payment. Uh, you know, my wife and I, when we got married, we're like, okay, we have a real goal here that we set and we're going to put down. We're doubling up our payments for a long time. And so now we got a mortgage free, which is unreal. So we don't have that payment. So, um, I, I try to avoid, like, I know some people just put, oh, yeah, it's a $10 here, 30 bucks there. Well, that adds up pretty quick. And every month you're getting something. So uh, I know for sure if there's ever, a shady uh, um, statement on mine because I'll be like, well, I don't know what that is because I've never signed up for it. So I would, I would recommend that to, to definitely I'd say this. check. I'd say this. Listen, if the, wor- the worst, you got to not only look at it, really, really look at it. Now, one of the charges that I, I mean, I didn't elaborate. It, it seemed like a long story, but this has been a long day. One of the charges, I had two Netflix accounts. I didn't even know about the second one. So I'm looking at it and Netflix is coming up. Right. It's coming up whenever I signed up for both of them, like a week apart. So I'm just seeing it on there and I'm not realizing that it's an extra account. And I don't need that at all. Right. I mean, me and my dad. You, so that was one of the things. And another one, one of those VPNs, the way it was presented, it, it almost looked like PlayStation Network. It was almost like so. I And I have PlayStation, so I've never thought to question it. Right. So anyway, that's the thing. Not only not only look, but. Really, really do yourselves a favor and, and, and once a month really dissect what really happened on your card because I wouldn't know where to begin from what I just found out was stolen today to what I myself accidentally have paid. We're talking thousands of dollars today. Wow, well, you got to check your state. We we have lots of texts coming in. Uh, geez, TR, how, is TR like the youngest senior citizen I know? <laughs> from- <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I hate uh, dealing with it, man. Uh, Triple C says, hey, boys, I paid eight grand to the wrong CRA account. It took five months to get it back. Terry should do cartwheels when it's three weeks. Gee, five months to get your own money back. That is an unbelievable scam they got going on there. So, Yazer. So, uh, well, the good news is uh, you will be filming for uh, season three coming up uh, pretty soon. Now, um, uh, lots to discuss here uh, around the NHL. Uh, the Ottawa Senators. Give me your take on the Ottawa Senators and this whole situation where, okay, so allegedly when uh, Vegas asked them, do they have a, no, does he have a modified no trade list? And they said, no, he didn't have one. Well, the whole time though, the whole time, Terry, it's on cap friendly. Now, maybe they're like you and they don't like to check their statements. So they didn't bother to go look at it, but it was always there in the public eye. Meanwhile, Almost two years after the trade was made, now they get punished a first-round selection. What do you make of this? To me, like, it's funny. They're punishing them for not uh, for basically withholding information. Meanwhile, the NHL withheld information from the new buyer of the Ottawa Senators. It's like the hypocrisy blows my mind. Yeah, if it just looks real bad, man. It's an egg in their face. And anybody who knows what's going on that's trying to find out, and it's early in the year... And, you know, there's lots of new fans coming and other 
not only fans but reporters and networks that are that are reporting on this and it's just like it looks like an epic fail i i, I don't know what to think of it i i, I honestly it's a story that I miss the like. I really I, people overuse the term "can't believe," but I it, I'm it, this is hard to believe that this could happen, especially now. What are they using? Like faxes? What what's going on? Like well, you know, like now with all the technology and 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 all the reasons to be to have every everything in order and perfect and organized, and you get something like this. I mean, I don't know. Rules are rules, but then it's uh, hypocritical, isn't it? I'm not sure what to think. And you know, of the of the senators. I don't know. It's unfortunate because, like, I don't know, as as recently as, like, a week and a half ago, I thought they were, I'm not going to say overachieving, but I just never thought they'd, they'd, they'd really put it together in what I thought had been so quick. I looked at camp. I looked at what they had, some of their players, some of their signings. Everything was going in a positive direction if you compare it with things two, three, four years ago. I mean, you know, it was a dumpster fire for a while. I had every bit of confidence. I was I was excited for the Senators. And, you know, it just seems like something off ice is always hounding this team. Yeah, no, that's well said. It's true. Like, if it's not one thing, it's the other. Dorian uh, finally gets let go. Stu Stales takes over uh, in the interim role. We'll, we'll see if he gets a new GM or not. I think he'll hold on to that uh, for a while. I think DJ Smith is now, he's looking over his shoulder, Terry. There's no doubt about it here. The, the Sens got to win some games quickly. Like, I honestly, I think if they lose two or three in a row, they might say, okay, done. Like, we're not waiting. This guy's had a lot of time. I know they work hard. I know their effort shows up all the time. But uh, I wonder if somebody just comes in and says, you know what, we're going to bring in our own guy. Uh, that's kind of historically how it's been in the National Hockey League. So I'll be uh, I'll be interested to uh, to kind of see uh, where it goes in Ottawa and how long he lasts. Yeah, I played with DJ ninety nine two thousand. We played on the St. John's Maple Leafs as a uh, player and a person. He's reliable, you know, and he's uh, a good felon. But, but everything I hear that he's a player's kind of coach, but. You know the way it works, man. Sometimes you just need like, and there's, they're now. It's not like it was their decision for all this to happen, but sometimes you just need to clean house. You just need fresh faces, and you need a new direction. And it could be no fault. I mean, it, it happens. I, I think close to half the time, really, if you look around. I mean, a lot of these coaches are recycled in the NHL, at least because they're good coaches. That's what they do. There's not many people that have a resume like these guys. And uh, there's a reason for it. And some of them can be good, but it just doesn't fit. And when you have, you know, when you have the house of cards halfway falling already, sometimes it's easier to just wipe it clean. But that that being said, you know, not like it's going to happen tomorrow. But, yeah, I really think that the leash just got real, real, real short. Two, three games, like you said, if they lose the next few, I would definitely, well, I'd already be looking over my shoulder, but it wouldn't surprise anybody. In fact, it would be kind of expected. Uh, Terry Ryan, Jason Gregor with you on Sports 1440. Uh, Alan Sanders will uh, join us next. We'll go to Pittsburgh on the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 3.26 game day on Sports 1440. Of course, uh, NBA, NHL, Oilers back in action. Also, you have a Thursday night football as we get to the uh, NFL report brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Home of the no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace. Don't wait till it conks out. You'll be stressed out. If you know what's on the last legs, get it fixed now. You know, pay for a year at LegacyHeating.ca. And the uh, Steelers, a bit of good news, bad news on their defense. Uh, you know, offensively, uh, we'll kind of uh, get a sense of uh, where they're at as uh, from Pittsburgh Sports now. Uh, Alan Saunders uh, joins us. And, uh, Alan, I guess let's start, first of all, with the, with the offense 
of the uh, of the Steelers? Where where do you think it's at? Um, what you know? How how can they improve offensively? And I guess maybe we'll start in the passing game. The passing game has just been a mess. You know, they'll have some some things that you look at that could be building blocks in one game, and then they kind of vanish in the next game. Uh, there's no consistency whatsoever. They haven't protected Kenny Pickett. I don't think he's done a particularly good job of reading the rush and, and feeling the rush and finding the open guy. And then, you know, they're just they're, they're missing Pat Fryermuth. So it's really just Deontay Johnson and, and George Pickens and how those two guys can get open, how he can find them. It's a kind of a simple attack, and it needs to not be – the number one thing going, but they haven't had the run game going either. So there's been a lot of pressure on Kenny Pickett to come come through in big game situations. Now he's lived up to that, but we saw last week that's not always that's not always a, a blueprint that works. You know, they get behind to a good Jacksonville team, and Kenny Pickett gets hurt. Mitch Trubisky comes in, throws two interceptions in the second half, not able to come back. They've got to find a way to be more consistent earlier in the football game, and that's just been the big thing that's been lacking for the Steelers' offense. Allen Robinson, when he was in Chicago, a lot of people kept saying, man, if this guy could get a quarterback, he'd be unreal. And he left Chicago, and it's never really transpired. What, what's up with Robinson? How come like we've never seen that? Like, even when he went to L.A., what do you think's lacking? Yeah, I just don't think there's the explosiveness that we saw from him earlier in his career uh, in terms of separation. And I, I think – you know, the Steelers probably aren't doing a very good job of scheming him open, uh, especially against zone coverage, but they, they get a lot of because of how dangerous Pickens is on the outside, how hard Johnson is to cover man-to-man. It seems like they should be able to find uh, more space for Allen Robinson. I think it's probably a weakness in this offense. Even when Fryermuth is healthy, those two guys should be like good interior parts of a passing game, and they kind of ignore the middle of the field as an offense. Everything just goes to the outside whether it's one of those big receivers or if it's, if it's Calvin Austin, a little guy out of the slot, or if it's one of the running backs out of the slot, it just seems like far too often everything is going to the outside and the middle of the field is not attacked. Alan, you mentioned the Steelers can't find their running game. Why do you think that is? Man, that's the biggest mystery of this season for the Steelers. You know, they, they spent a lot of money. Alan Robinson, the one thing you looked at him was a really good blocking wide receiver. That was the pedigree he brought in. They drafted Darnell Washington, a gigantic tight end out of Georgia in the third round. Roderick Jones, tackle out of Georgia in the first round. They signed Isaac Samalu away from the Eagles in free agency. It sure looked like a lot of the moves they made this offseason were building up towards a team that wanted to be able to rely on its ability to run the football. They have a nice two-man two mix of running back between Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. They're good players. I know they like them both. For whatever reason, the running game is just not coming together. They're facing a lot of uh, stacked boxes. Teams are not really afraid of the Steelers' passing game. They're able to bring a lot of extra players up against the, the line of scrimmage. But even when they're not getting stacked boxes, they're not having a lot of success. The offensive line that we thought would be much improved has kind of taken a step back, honestly. Now, I do think Broderick Jones is expected to start in this game for the first time uh, outside of one game as an injury replacement. We'll see if he's able to provide the spark that the run game needs, but they've got to get going and take some of the pressure off Pickett in the passing game. Cameron Hayward's back, which will give a big boost to the D. How much of a difference do you think that will make? It makes a big difference, especially when you look at you know the, the way that the San Francisco 49ers and the Houston Texans really attacked the Steelers was up the middle. And you know Cam Hayward goes down early in that first game against San Francisco. They didn't really have an answer for that. And I think they've got it now with Hayward back. 
Keanu Benton, who was a rookie from Wisconsin, second-round pick. He's come a long way in a few weeks as, as a nose tackle in the middle of the defense. And they had three new inside linebackers in Quan Alexander, Landon Roberts, and Cole Holcomb, who all came in as free agents this offseason. And I think early in the year, they were still trying to figure out how to mix and match those guys together. Feels a lot more fluid now. They have had really three or four consistent games in a row. So I think they're much – with Hayward back and, and just – together as a team more, some developments. They're in a much better place to not get run on, especially up the middle. And that funnels things towards those two great edge rushers, Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt, who are are seriously different spacers. Alan Saunders joins us uh, breaking down the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, of course. Now, here's the thing. like You talk about, ah, man, their offense hasn't been that good, yet they're four and three. Like the, the Steelers team, they never have a bad year. Like, even though they're struggling, they're still four and three. How? It's uh, I, I I think it's a credit to Mike Tomlin on one hand, and, and I'm not sure. You know, they, they no matter how bad things are going for them, they find a way to win football games. They're really good. At, if they're in it, they'll they'll win it. You know, that's that's their mo. And um, you know, he said there were some bad uh, questionable calls. I guess you could say bad calls in that Boston Jacksonville. Mike Tomlin said, you know, we don't want to be in a position where a bad call can lose us the game. I think that's probably the, the thing that they're lacking, right? They have not had one of those nice, easy, lopsided victories. Everything they've had has been close and hard fought and come down to the wire. Now, it's great that they're able to do that. Uh, I think the fans here certainly would like to see some more consistency, and it would make things a lot easier for them. And they, man, a really tightly packed AFC. There yeah. are, I think I did today, between five and three and three and five, 11 teams. Everybody's just right there in the middle. And it's going to be a battle. I mean, this game could have serious wildcard implications as we go forward. Oh, a hundred percent. Like you look like Cincinnati got off to a terrible start and, and they look like they're, they're the team that everybody expected them to be. The Ravens are, are great. Uh, you know, Miami has, has dominated teams and with the extra wildcard spot though, you know, right now, uh, I, I think the, the Steelers are right on the cusp. They're battling like even the New York Jets. They lost Aaron Rodgers and they found a way to stay in the hunt at four and three. Now I haven't looked at the Steelers schedule. Uh, Alan, is it is it a favorable schedule, or does it get tougher here down the stretch in their final ten games? They have a nice opportunity here. Uh, to they have this game here against Tennessee at home. They've got the Packers coming in. Uh, they've got the Cardinals coming in. So they've got some very winnable home games coming up. Uh, what they do have is some difficult road games, especially at the end. They finished the the year with three of their last four games at Cincinnati, at Seattle, at Baltimore. So they will have a tough stretch at the end. They've got to find a way to stack some wins here in the middle against some teams that they probably should be beating. Uh, give me your thoughts quickly on the game plan against young Will Levis. Man, the guy had an unbelievable performance last week, four touchdowns. He made a, th- a few throws where I was like, whew, this guy's got quite the arm on him. Uh, I'm assuming uh, the Steelers, uh, do you bring even more pressure than normal? That's usually the scudding report for young guys. What do you think the D's going to do against young Levis tonight? I think it's number one about minimizing Derrick Henry and getting him in uncomfortable down and distance situations. I think that's always the key. Everybody looks good when it's second and two. Uh, when, when it's third and ten, it's a lot different. I, I don't think the Falcons were able to do that to him last week. I think that will be a big focus for the Steelers. And then it's about making him not aware of where the rush is coming from and when it's coming. Sometimes they're going to bring eight. Sometimes they're just going to bring four. They think they can get pressure with just their front force, but this Titans offensive line much better as a run blocking unit than a pass blocking unit. I think they like some of the individual matchups. There'll be a rookie Ben Skaronsky at left guard against Cam Hayward. Um, 
I think they feel like they can win one-on-one. They don't need to blitz him to beat him all the time, but they want to confuse him, keep him off balance, do a lot of different things. But in order to do that, they've got to be able to keep him behind the sticks and keep Derrick Henry from taking the game over. Alan, really appreciate your time, man. That's an unbelievable scenic background you got. Uh, enjoy the game in Pittsburgh tonight. We've got a winner here. Beautiful evening. Uh, I don't know what the weather's like in Edmonton, but we don't get to brag about our weather here too often. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll do it today. Yeah, I know. It looks fantastic. I love it. Appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. That is uh, Alan Saunders coming to us uh, live in, uh, in Pittsburgh, man. It looks fantastic. Uh, love it out there. So I've been to Pittsburgh. It's a great place. Obviously, TR, you've been there a few times, I would think. I have. I was, uh, I love it there. We, I, not only with hockey, but I uh, went back for a couple of uh, ball hockey world championships and really got to see it in the summer. And uh, it's one of those places, going in the winter, I had no appreciation whatsoever. I was just so happy to be in the same rink Mario Lemieux played in, and I was in awe of all that. I didn't really remember the first time I went in there. I know we went out to eat. It was winter, though, you know, like much of the north east like much of anywhere that it snows but went back wow what a spot in the summer for so many reasons not only the sports just beautiful and uh the same kind of i find pittsburgh and edmonton have a lot in common a blue collar type feel to it people that i really get along with and i like popping into a pub in in pittsburgh just popping in and usually there's that right mix of sports and pop culture right people like having a chat i, I enjoy it Jason Greger, Terry Ryan with you on Sports 1440. We got a, a lot of text uh, flying in. Uh, you know, I love our listeners. They got a sense of humor. Uh, hey, guys, can you please share this with Terry? It's a picture of the wealthy barber, um, uh, the yeah. common sense guy to successful financial planning, Terry. So, uh, you know what? Lot, lots of lots of people trying to help you out today. Uh, hey, listen, <laughs> I, I've got to chime in. I've got to chime in. You, you, you brought up that book. Remember I told you how Scott Thornton, I said some people are great leaders and you don't even really know it. Yeah. And then you look at the body of work and, they, you know, and you look and they're like they played with all these people. You talk to anybody and they will all say he was a good guy or, you know, like so I'm like I was explaining that and I used him specifically. Well, I'm telling you, he walked in one day. Um, I, I had signed, obviously, and I had no idea like I was up there and. I, I made some comment, and the next day he came in and he handed me that book, and I still have it at home. Okay, there you go. But have you read I, it? Yeah, I read it back in the day. I was looking. It was more for me then. That's a great point. I'll reread it. Yeah. It was more for me then. I was worried. I, I didn't know about taxes or yeah or you know I didn't know the first thing. I didn't know real estate was important. There was there's things in the book that are general for someone that's just made sixty dollars a week and signed a million dollar contract. Yeah, you know so. That's kind of the reason, but that's a great point. I still got it there, and I will definitely read that. Thank you, caller. <laughs> there you go. Uh, quick break. When we come back, uh, we got Livingston. Uh, we're going to uh, speed things up uh, a little bit here on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Gosh. This is a request from Livingston. I don't know. Jeez, Livingston <laughs> reliving his junior high days. He's got uh, hands on the shoulder, you know, maybe trying to sneak down the back a little bit or something. Oh, my. was a great song, by the way. Like, that's a really good ballad. Uh, TR was singing along on that one, eh, TR? I love Ario Speedwagon, and that's my favorite song by Ario Speedwagon. What a tune. It is actually really a good tune. Let's, uh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. Conch, you caught me off guard. I like it. Let's get to the uh, racing report uh, brought to you by uh, Cantor because they've continued developing all of their tools and they're excited to announce their newest design battery powered nut 
runners from 500 to 3,000 foot pounds with more on the way. Check them out at cantork.com. It's Colin Livingston joins us in the Sports 1440 studio. And um, I, I, let's start. We've got a lot to get to today, so uh, we'll go through. I first want to start, though. The, there is a crash. We have the video. We'll put it up online at the uh, Japanese Super Formula. Um, and like you, so it's two cars that come around a turn and, you know, they bump and you see that all the time, but it was almost like they somehow managed to accelerate after the contact and then went and like blew up the wall and everything. Like it was nuts. Yeah. What was scary is that this is at, um, Suzuka. So the same track that they run formula one at. So mm-hmm. this is the corner called one thirty R super, super high speed in a formula one car. They're running in eighth gear. Uh, so top gear f- wide open. It's a, it's a flat out corner, like crazy, crazy fast. I can't talk about how fast a super formula car would be going, but I'm going to guess they were going through that corner about 230, 240 K guy comes from the inside. Uh, just like, I mean, it's incidental contact and it's two guys, you know, fighting for position. But what was scary is once the one car hit the other car, the, the second car launched and it went down like two stories because uh, Suzuka is one of these tracks where the track actually goes over top of. Yes. Yeah. So it's like an over and under. It's not, you know, not like a goofy go-kart track, but yeah, that driver, um, you know, they were both okay somehow, but crazy, crazy uh, incident. I mean, you know, I've said for years, no matter how ridiculous, no matter how preposterous, eventually the thing, like eventually the, the, the elements are going to line up for these wacky, wacky, wicked, crazy, uh, disastrous uh, crashes. So, you know, the sport always has to take a look at what what is the most audacious thing that you can think of and then protect against it so that, you know, something like this can't happen going forward. Um, there's there's really no race at the top in, in F1. We, we know who's won uh, individual in the Constructor Series, but uh, that hasn't stopped Mercedes and uh, Red Bull from uh, snippets. Now, Lewis Hamilton came out and stood up for uh, Perez, basically, right, as a driver saying, man, if I had my uh, team owner ripping on me publicly, it would impact me, right? Obviously, and we saw it's in Mexico. It's where Perez, that's his home place. Everybody's there to watch him, and he doesn't even get out of the first turn, right? It's, it's yeah. obviously, it's it's not great. And then, you know, they come back and, um, you know, Red Bull tries to downplay Hamilton, which, which I thought was odd considering that he, you know, had the fastest lap in the, in the last race uh, and he was in second place. But, uh, for, I guess tell me about that whole strategy in that race and how Hamilton was able to get, uh, and pass Ferrari near the end and finishes second and, it's almost like F1 right now. They've got to manufacture a little bit of controversy and conflict to keep everybody involved. So you got the guys doing these little snippets. And I'm not saying it's bad because it keeps people talking about it when everybody knows that uh, what's inevitable this year. Yeah, I think Red Bull is really starting to see that that Mercedes is coming on and that they're really moving past the the original design uh, issues that they had when, when they first came out with this new style car. And, and they, you know, Mercedes, they're... they're you know they're not re- they're not doing like revisionist history they've acknowledged that they went the wrong direction you know they made a big change the midway through this season it's taken a little bit to get through but there there's only so far that they're going to be able to go this year they need to make a chassis change and they really have to change the location of the the cockpit like where the where the driver sit it's way too far forward but red bull knows this and now they're you know every week there's some kind of 
uh, sniping between the two where, you know, Christian Horner's making comments, um, you know, uh, Helmet Marco, a.k.a. Tingus Pingus, like this guy is such a such a wackadoo with with all of his his comments. You know, they're very openly saying that, you know, if Checo doesn't, you know, lock up second in the championship, if he doesn't do this, if he doesn't do that, um, you know, bad things are going to happen. Well, then all of a sudden he gets on the track, makes, you know, it was an aggressive move. It wasn't an unthinkable. It wasn't like it was a zero percentage chance. He just got a little bit too over aggressive and took himself out of the race. But Lewis very, very, um, you know, smartly said, like, if Toto was talking about me, like their team members talk about them, I'd be really, really bothered, kind of, you know, help helping or, you know, maybe stoking the fire a little bit. And even Christian, uh, Christian Horner at the end, you know, Tingus Pingus number two says, you know, Mercedes had a stroke of luck, which it's that's a very, very ridiculous thing to say. Like if anybody watched the race, Mercedes was definitely the second fastest car yeah. last weekend in Mexico. Like the the tough thing we talked about it last week is that trying to manage the the tires and trying to manage engine cooling because it's like the 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 air temperature is really hot and it's really thin. So the 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 cars just struggle and there was a red flag in the midway point of the race when Kevin Magnuson had a, a suspension failure. Horrible, horrible accident. That was also relating back to heat. He actually melted, like delaminated the suspension components. There was so much brake heat on that left rear side, the 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 suspension broke and just turned him hard into the wall, caused a red flag. Now, that's a separate issue because the FIA has to address these stupid red flags. I don't understand how... Yeah, we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous, but everyone comes in, they make... In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You know, they're allowed to change things on the car. When they come back out, Mercedes is on 
mediums. Everybody else is pretty much on hard. Um, but Ferrari was really struggling with their car. Leclerc had some damage when uh, Perez hit him on the opening lap. He wasn't able to push. So Ferrari kept telling their drivers, you have to lift and coast more and more and more and more. Because if they drove as deep as they could... They were going to throw too much heat into the brakes and their car was going to overheat and it wasn't going to make it to the end of the race. So as Lewis is backing himself up to save his tires, Ferrari's backing up even more because they're going to overheat the car. Yeah. You know, the idea that, you know, Mercedes got lucky, there's there's no merit to that. I mean, like you said, the end of the race, Lewis, who had been saving his tires for 37 laps on the very last lap on these tires that they didn't think would even get to the end, sets the fastest lap by by a, a considerable margin. Like even mm-hmm. Max didn't didn't go for the fastest lap. So, um, you know, good day for Mercedes, um, you know, terrible day for for Red Bull, because um, in the in the driver's uh standings now lewis has closed to 20 points behind him and that's with a crash in qatar two races ago and getting disqualified last or two weekends ago in uh, austin so they're coming on strong it looks like they they might have a shot they need to you know mercedes really needs to put some good finishes together to stay ahead of ferrari for second in the constructors um but yeah so much going on colin you touched on the red flag procedures do you think F1 needs to revamp them? Well, without question. I mean, the the red flag is so ridiculous. Like, at the time that the red flag came out, and again, I'm not a Max Verstappen fan at all. I, you know, I, I don't hide that. But Max was 18 seconds ahead of, um, I think it was Lewis at the time. It doesn't matter who he was ahead of, but they, they let them come in. They're going to bunch the field up. Now, you should have to go back out on track. The reason they shut the track down is for safety reasons. And that shouldn't give you an opportunity to change tires and fix damage and change setup and do all like that. That part makes no sense. And what makes even less sense is when they send the cars back out, they make them do a standing start again because the whole lead is gone. The, the lead's gone. Plus you run the like super great risk of, of, you know, making a mistake. If you, over-release the clutch or under-release the clutch. You're either not going to go or you're going to spin the tires. And when you do that, you know, you've got this whole field that's now within a car length and they get to draft off of you. And like, it's, it's just, it's kind of contrived. Like at the very worst, it should be a rolling start, but there shouldn't be any work done under a red flag. Like NASCAR, IndyCar, you can't touch the the vehicles at all. Like if you even look at them, you can get a penalty. Um, so that needs to, in my opinion, it needs to be addressed because it doesn't make sense why just because the race stops, you get to do all this stuff. Like Ferrari was actually able to fix a lot of the damage that they would have had to continue on with, um, you know, this, this stroke of luck that Christian Horner talked about. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's... I don't know. I it, that kind of stuff just makes me kind of goofy. If it was a caution, you don't really get to do that. You get yeah. to do as much as as you can do in a pit stop or if you want to do an extended pit stop, then you run you know that you're going to drop track position under a red flag. You do whatever you want. And speaking of Max Verstappen, he um he's not a fan of the sprint races, right? No, and so this is <laughs> do, you, do you think they'll continue? I, well, I mean, this weekend is going to be a sprint race. And again, you know, my, my, uh, 
my fan card to the Max Verstappen club hasn't hasn't shown up yet, and I don't expect it anytime soon. But agree with Max 100% because these races, these sprint races or these sprint race weekends, they don't make a whole lot of sense either. Like the idea was to try and add a bit more excitement and more racing, but what it does is it takes away practice time and it takes away setup time because you know when these guys are going track to track to track and in this stretch of going to three different tracks in three different weeks where they don't get to reset and get to go back to to the factory um the challenges of getting these cars set up over three weeks is really crazy and now in in two of the the race weekends they only get one practice session and then they're right into to racing so yeah i i uh, i agree with max it's uh it's a waste of time let's just go back to a conventional schedule well, and the other thing is even if you win the sprint it doesn't always doesn't mean that now you get pull no because they set the yeah. the, the race is set by qualifying and then the sprint i i honestly don't even know i mean yeah, yeah, I, like I'm not, I watch it every weekend and i have no idea what the like, like i'm not sure what the like i guess there's more action on the track Right, people are like, well, this is more entertaining than than watching qualifying, but it's like you get there. I know there's points that you can get when you win this sprint, yep. but it's minimal, right? Yep. And sure, I guess if it's a close race and close season, then maybe it would matter. And maybe if Max was behind by eight points, then he would look and say, oh, I can win the sprint and gain that. Then he might have a different viewpoint for sure, right? He's so comfortably in front, he's like, well, this is pointless, not doing anything. So I I, I recognize that um, you know his disdain with it right now probably has a bit to do with uh with his positioning uh right yeah i, little, I don't bit. think so i think okay. it has to do with the fact that it's just a a silly operation like oscar piastri can walk around now and say he's an f1 winning driver but he hasn't won a race he won a sprint yeah and in a sprint yeah, fair it's point. you know sprint you don't have a pit stop you don't have you know you just go out you don't have to save your tires it's just you know it's uh uh, a flat out run for you know eighteen or twenty laps, so it's a different discipline than than running a, a race. Yeah, and quickly before we go, uh, local racer uh, Devin Gellins just completed at the ROK Vegas last weekend. Yeah, I mean, really proud of Devin. Um, sent some video, and I'll throw it up uh, after we're done. But you know, just you know, shows how much luck has to do with racing like did you see the video that i sent yes so you know it looked Dev- like the one guy wasn't even paying attention wasn't paying attention <laughs> and at like, all how do you not pay attention in a race like i've never raced but i'm that that kind of caught me off guard you you watch the video and this guy is like way off the pace so either he's got a mechanical issue or he made a mistake out of a corner let's like three rows of cars go by and as dev's row comes up he's he's up the left side and as she comes up she's got a car on the right side she can't go anywhere he just turns into her turns her upside down like ass over tea kettle i mean way harder than than getting hit into the boards by eric lindros i can tell you that but you know like she gets thrown out of the cart um you know uh you can see she's pretty dazed when she gets out of there um but you know to her credit got back in the car they they fixed it up and she was back in the car the next day and got taken out by the same guy Yeah, not uh, not great. Well, uh, Colin, thanks for this one. Uh, have yourself uh, a great week, and uh, we'll see what happens in the sprint. 
this weekend uh, and upcoming again. So uh, back to back to back uh, three cars. So I wonder kind of, you know, how the cars will shape up this weekend and if they have enough time to cha- to fix uh, some of the ones like Ferrari and other ones and how they were doing last weekend. This was the one that George Russell won for Mercedes last year. So it should be interesting. They should be able to do better than they did last year. So hopefully someone can be nipping at Red Bull's heels. Awesome. Thanks. That's uh, Colin Livingston in the racing report brought to you by can torque uh, coming up after uh, four o'clock we got uh, ryan's rant it will help your neighbor brent severin will join us of course a uh, local guy uh former uh, nhl or former golden bear talk about the uh dallas stars he's an ace analyst for them uh, they are the orders competition tonight we'll have a uh, wall to wall lots of hockey talk coming up in the final few hours of the show but first we're going to get to the uh the con man and a sports 1440 update brought to you by Fountain Tire. And right now the road ready sales event is on where you can get up to $225 on select tires and a bonus of $50 off any service up until December 16th. Uh, book your appointment at fountaintire.com. Some restrictions apply. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc.